All right, this one is going to be another feather ruffling one. While we're on this trend, we might as well just keep keep on going. Keep her going. Do you know how to talk about anything that isn't feather ruffling? Well, I think that's what I'm here for. I think I think we've well established that. I just need to just start owning it. Realize that I'm just... But I don't mean to be antagonistic or, or you know, dogmatic. Whatever I've been labeled, I'm not, I'm not trying to be... I, I honestly view as just a voice crying in the wilderness here, not literally. I, that, that scripture does not apply to me. But using it as an example, I feel like I'm just, I'm the one that is reading, interpreting, and going, hello, people, this is Christian. Hello, pay attention. You say that you follow this? Well, do you know what it says? Do you? This is not, again, this is not my interpretation. This is not... This is just somebody pointing this out, and unfortunately, it 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 mixes with the world like oil and water. It just it doesn't. It does divide, and um, man, I might even play that that clip earlier because I know this week I have been. I went ahead. I wanted to go ahead and even it out. I know it was a little bit rough on our brothers over at Apologia Studios. <laughs> Um, I was really rough on Durbin, which I don't regret in the slightest. And I still, I, I my whole point with pointing that out, especially with him, is just like, dude, come on. Come on, man. Like, you can't, it, it's fine that you have and you're teaching your view, but it just don't misrepresent the other side and quit harping on it. Because it's got to the point now where and it's an obsession and it's getting to the point where it's like, you're getting ridiculous. Now you're, you're becoming even almost near hateful with it. So that, that was the only thing that I was trying to do there. But I, I really, I'm, I don't want to dog their work because, man, they, there's some things that they nail out of the park. Absolutely out of the park. And there's a couple things that Apologia has been willing to stand for when no other legitimate Christian... Um, you know, body church will. <clears throat> they've stood for cannabis. They've stood hardcore for abortion. For homeschool. For homeschool. Yeah, they thought. Thank you. That was their big one. Um, yeah, because Jeff. Not just us. Wow, man, Jeff killed it on homeschool. He does. Yeah, I don't think there's there's only a couple. Few other better people, not not better, but comparable people that that can hit it out of the park on that topic of homeschool, like Durbin, Vody Bacham, Paul Washer. I mean, but definitely Durbin, man. He he killed it with his homeschool. So, and and they're the they're willing to stand where nobody else will, and they're willing to just get slaughtered for it. I came across a clip last night and it was a bunch of different clips and this is a podcast this is from about a year ago and i sort of remember when it it came out but at the time it didn't i guess it just didn't strike me or interest me so i just kind of passed it off and then I, I i ran through it again or i ran into it last night and it's a clip that apologia it's from their their podcast or their radio show that they did called The Sad Truth About Elevation Church and Stephen Furtick. And it's a whole little podcast that they did on it, and it is absolutely excellent. Um, but they have a little 
five-minute clip here that um, I'm gonna we're I'm just gonna go ahead and play and go through because they just absolutely killed it. But it's funny but, again that you run across this because yes, it's talking specifically about Elevation Church um, in the Charlotte area of North Carolina, which we've actually attended before. Yes, um, we're very familiar with and the pastor there, Stephen Furtick, who is now like a worldwide sensation, which is so weird, but. And then you and Travis are doing the series with Theology Rep, right. starting on talking about that. So that, if you go on our channel, that was um, just up a little while ago. But then if you look back to this past Friday, you'll see a brand new episode up from us talking about what's the deal with this whole mega church thing in general. Right. So while this is specifically talking about Elevation and Stephen Furtick and all of the heretical things that come out of this church... Um, it does apply across sure. the board to these huge mega church. I mean, it's this is, this is the, the American problem. gospel. Right. This is what is going this out is that issue. is reaching the masses. So when people claim that America is a Christian nation and we have, you know, these oodles and oodles of professing Christian citizens in our country, mm-hmm. you go, yeah, but they're all these ones. And we're yeah. going to get into what this issue Thank is. Thank you for building that up great for me because I, yeah, that was even more than what I forgot. I mean, this is, this is the, this is part of the root of the problem and, and, and Apologia is willing to stand. And the reason why I chose this clip out of it, this five minute clip is you will see, but they, they make some claims in here that are hundred percent biblically accurate and they are and i am in agreement with them so don't think anything like that but it's just they make some claims here that are just who they're serious claims i mean they're harsh and you'll see but they're harsh and i really respected them for saying these things and i i completely 100 percent agree with them and support them and this is something that we as christians um, especially, you know, not, not everybody don't think that you have to be a doo-doo Christian and this is your, your one mission. But if this, you know, we do have to start standing against these things and, and living against these things, not just standing, living, right? We in, in action and doing, not just saying, but we actually have to stand against these things and and start being vocal about them and to the ones that can challenge them and 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 attempt to change them and stand up for them and i mean you'll this is the part where if you read the the epistle or acts you'll see i mean the apostles got the crap beat out of them for saying the things that they said and that and that's pretty much what you're going to end up facing whenever you go up against this monster american evangelical church cult that has been created you go up against just arrows man because they've created this this false jesus that is so strong and it will just overcome you with the most just searing accusations you know all these different things that clearly aren't from christ but they end up coming uh out of it so you will have a battle whenever you you stand up against this and start talking against this and which we know but we do it in love for the people that are caught in a lie and i'll just go ahead and let the clip take it away and i'll stop it and uh 
comment on a couple things here, but Luke from Apologia here, this whole little beginning thing that he has, I mean, he's just spirit-filled, just going at it right now, and I love it, and yeah, I'll let him go ahead and take it. Or I, quickly, I want to I respond to a comment. Someone said that uh, what we said was since Steven Furtick has over 300,000 subscribers, let's go put his name on our video and see if we can steal some of his light. Wrong. Oh. Wrong. Actually, our concern is that he has 300,000 subscribers so you, that are okay. following a heretic that's right. preaching a false gospel and leading people to eternal damnation. My, my concern... So our, sorry, I'm on a roll. So our concern is not about getting his light but warning people that they're going to hell if they're following his false teaching continue because it was yeah i mean th what he just said right there wrong no <laughs> we're hearing things that these these this church has a reach that is larger than anything that any individual apologia is even small and even they have a larger reach Okay, but th this is something that we can't, this is so huge. This is something that we can't control. So this is something that we have to speak up about, and we have to get people educated about it and say these things, and we care about that because this system is so worldly and so just, I, I mean, it's, it's just demonic doctrine that is being spewed out from this, and it's a lie. And it's a serious lie. And it's so serious that it it, it is creating the this these group of well-meaning but false Christians that don't know Christ because they have not heard a true gospel. And not just so it, it, it's the fact that we care and their reach is so large that's what's concerning i want our reach to be small and i want it to sit a small i don't want a large i mean in case you know i've said it many times before like i i intend to stay very small and talk about the things that people don't like to talk about <laughs> to keep it that way but the fact that these people have the masses going after them and the, i mean come on this is what we're sharing this is what we're doing largely this is this is dangerous and this is where we i guess um us and in, in apologia part on what the outcome of this will be but for for us for me the outcome of this is just, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's nothing good. It, it just leads you to this false Christianity with no oil in your lamp. So I'll go ahead and keep playing here and let him let them take it away for a few more minutes. Continue. Because within these churches, you're, you're tricking false converts into thinking they're saved. You're telling them, you right. prayed a prayer, you got baptized, you're saved. They haven't heard the gospel. They haven't heard the law right. and the gospel given to them. So those people are have been tricked. They think they're Christians and they're not. Right. And then there's true Christians there that are burdened. The masses think they are Christian, but they are not. They see this and they said this as well because this is truth. 
and this may hit to a this may hit like home to a lot of people. A lot of people are going to get offended. But it's if you're believing the message that's coming out of apologia and that's what you've built your Christian or I mean not apologia. Ooh, big difference. Elevation. Elevation Stephen Furtick and Charlotte. If that's what you've built your Christianity around, I don't care how it's changed your life. I don't care if it's got you off of drugs for the first time in 40 years and it saved your grandma. I don't care. It does not matter. It's a false gospel. And the Bible tells us that Satan himself disguises himself as a preacher. Just like this, that preaches a false gospel. This is an antichrist. Am I saying that Stephen Furtick is an antichrist? I don't know. But I know that he's a heretic and he's preaching a false gospel. So I guess that does make him an antichrist. Just by biblical definition, that's not mine. But we know that this false message, this false teaching, these doctrines, as the Bible calls them, of demons... Because they're not of God, they're of demons. But you are tricked, you are fooled. It's biblical that this happens. You are fooled by this. By this message. By these teachings. By the emotion that's behind it. Because you know what, at the end of the day, you know what's behind it? Nothing. A vapor. There's nothingness. There's nothing in this doctrine that further feeds the flock at all. Period. Which this pastor has even stood and stated from his pulpit, if you want to call it, it's a rock star stage, but from his pulpit, he has said it mockingly that he is not there to feed anything else. He's just there to get people in the door. Like he himself has said these things. And guess what he gets? A roar of applause and laughter and confirmation from his flock. I mean, he's talking about them to them and they're laughing and cheering him on. You guys don't give Satan and his demons enough credit on how they are involved and how they work in our world. You don't think that Satan is going to get the closest possible is as close as possible to what is right as he can so much so that it's difficult for you to even tell because yeah some of this stuff sounds good some of it makes you feel good and you cry and you like we said you're off drugs and everything well, you don't think that you don't think that you could be fooled into that? You don't truly understand your enemy if you don't if you don't understand that. Because the stuff that's coming out of here is not the truth and it's not a Christ that can save you. This is an opinion. This isn't all white men plus one black man. This is the, the opinions. No. This is biblical truth. And this is how serious it is. 
And if you don't think that it can't, of course, of course it's good. Of course it sounds good. Of course emotional. Of course it does all of these things. What do you expect? You really expect the pitchfork and the horns. It doesn't come like that. They con continuously get this law heaped upon them that they can't fulfill, but Christ fulfilled for them, but they don't hear it. Mm -hmm. How do I know this? Because I went to a church like that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. heard it. I was at a mega church. I heard the law, always the law, the law, the law, Wait, bearing down on me with not, no absolution, no grace preached to me. And I asked the pastor one day when I left that church and I said, I said, why don't we hear about the gospel? Why don't we hear about Jesus? And he said, he said these two things to me. He said, this all the, all of this is the gospel, right? And then he said, "Why don't you? Why don't we talk about Jesus more?" I only have thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. I only have thirty minutes. That's the mentality. It's about growth. It's about getting your church bigger. About getting numbers. It's not about genuinely preaching the gospel so that individual lives are saved from hell. Mm -hmm. And it heaps that burden upon the normal Christian. If you go to that church and you're an actual Christian, please leave. Please remove mm -hmm. yourself from such a place. Go to a place that's preaching the gospel, that you hear the gospel right. preached each and every week. You are reminded that you are saved in Christ, that you have peace with God, that you've you've been granted everything that pertains to life right. and godliness. Past tense, as Peter says in Second Peter, per, all things pertaining to life and right. godliness have been granted to you. That's the kind of peace and and that we should have. So uh, we're we're running low on time here. So I know you wanted yeah. to get to Mark six. So I'll let you. Just the verse that, that he was we'll... preaching from. So there's two accounts of this: one in Matthew's gospel, and then one in Mark. And it's the story when Jesus returns to Nazareth. Before I play this, or uh, before I let him go and continue with the story on here, then Mark, I wanted to explain. So now they're going to give you an example of the seriousness of what Furtick is preaching. And this is what Travis and I are doing on the Furtick messages. We are breaking them down. Trav's got notes that are literally second by second almost. Uh, and some of them it is. It's it's almost in 10 five-second brackets. I mean, it's you'll see. Um, and, it, it you know, it's great. And, and we'll go full in depth. So it's not that we're just, you know, picking things out of the air and wanting to pick at him. Or that this is our opinion. No, we're diving deep into it. We're going to be showing you what he's saying scripturally, where it's wrong. And that's exactly what they're doing right here, is they're just doing a quick little thing. But to show you the seriousness of this is, and I wanted to go in a little bit direction. This this doesn't need to just apply to Furtick. This applies to this whole just American Christianity in general, this Fox News conservative republican christianity that we have created because it is a it's a cult and it's a false gospel just like this it's the same thing they're gonna go ahead and and i'll let him go and talk about because he explains um one of the things in Furtick sermons that um this is one of the ones that travis and i had talked about doing that we'll eventually probably get to i'm sure but we, uh, he, when we were deciding which one that we were going to do, Travis was talking. I remember him talking about uh, this one, and so this is <laughs> this is the one that they they picked up on as well. So I'll play it. 
Nazareth. So he goes back home. He has his followers with him. And um, it's the famous passage in verse four where he says, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and those of his own household. So the next verse is the verse of focus. That's the point of the video. He could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. So given the foundation we've already laid down about God's sovereignty, Mm -hmm. about how he cannot be thwarted, Mm -hmm. you cannot say that Jesus could not heal someone if it was within him to do right. so if he had the ability to if do he it. wanted to and he had yeah. the ability to but he that was a contradiction in itself it's not going to work he was able to but he couldn't it's yeah it's right. not going to work it's, it's a, the sovereignty of man that's being taught that's why i say word of yes. faith heresy yep. word of faith yep. heresy because you, you're teaching that that there's some sort of law that constrains god there's some sort of law of the universe that whether he created there it or not. There is a standard that, that, higher than right, God. There's yeah. something that is exactly. controlling God. He can't do it because you haven't believed hard enough. Your, your faith, the reason you have cancer, the reason you have these sickness, you don't have the faith to do it. Mm. That's the same thing that word of faith heretic preachers like Kenneth Copeland, T.D. Jakes, yeah. all of these people that we have no preachers like Kenneth Copeland, T.D. Jakes, yeah. all of these people that we have no problem calling out yeah. would say, and Stephen Furtick says it in a little bit more palatable way, and people are unwilling to call them out on it. And if you don't believe me, they people do say that. They say stuff like that. We, yeah. you guys yes. seen our video of our friend Charlie Kingston, Joy New Charlie, mm-hmm. that passed away from brain cancer. He was like on his deathbed and literally some word of faith person told him. Okay, I mean... the Yeah, I don't even know where to start there because they're completely right. I mean, this is incredibly false and incredibly serious and they were right they said that nobody is is brave enough or willing to call this out because of the type of backlash you get because of that well who made you judge or the who are you to judge somebody's salvation or to say that somebody's life hasn't been changed i'm not there there are christians that go to Elevation Church. I'm sure there are. It's not my duty in there to judge which ones are and which ones aren't. But if there are, if there is a Christian there, I don't know how they're there. I'm sure there are, though. I mean, I, 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 with my assumptions, I assume that there's probably somebody that could be innocently lost that has a true. I think it heart. was kind of the similar thing to when we said talking about the Catholic Church. Right. It said. Could there be some people in the Catholic system that truly are saved? I'm sure there can, there is, most definitely. Mm-hmm. But it's not because of the Catholic system. No. It's despite the Catholic right. system. Right. And and that's that's all up to God, so it's not my judgment to make. But if this is something that you're willing to support, you're willing to back up, and you're willing to defend, and you're claiming Christianity, then we have a problem here because you have a false Christianity. Plain and simple. It, it's it's not. He just read a scriptural example. I know most people don't understand the seriousness of saying that Christ cannot do something. It doesn't matter what, what but to say that he could not do, in Fertig, this is out of Fertig's mouth, said that he could not do works there because of the faith. Do you have, I mean any idea how serious that is 
all things were created through him. Do you understand what that means? Everything through Christ. What makes you think that he can't do anything? It was by his hands that everything that you see seen, like, happened. So tell me again what he can't do. That's heresy. And that's serious. And you can't talk about Jesus like that. It's that simple. And if you believe that, and if you, if you support this, you believe in, and you most likely have a complete false Christianity. It's a cult. I'm going to be working on that specifically because I think that's the, the second thing that we haven't, that we're too afraid to acknowledge in the church is we're too afraid to call out this, this cult of a church that's been made an example of like, 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 like this. Like that's a cult religion, and it, and it's been this way. This this Fox News Christians that I talk, it's it's now it's the same exact way with them. Because now, these are the most just. Now you've let down so many of your your moral guards that you had before, because you have this perception that everything is so bad because the liberals are just destroying the world. Be that as it may, you're afraid of this boogeyman and you've let go of your morals because you're afraid of this boogeyman and you're still calling on the name of Christ and trying to say that it's okay that, you know, he would, you know, this is the best scenario. God sets up and and tears down authorities. Amen. He does do that. He did the same for Hitler, did the same for Stalin. Did the same for Castro, Kim Jong-un. We could go on all day. What, what's, what's the greatness here? He uses politics and political figures to fulfill his purposes. That doesn't make one of them greater than the other. I like to be old school traditionalist. And, you know, I like to think Pilate's the best and think that he can make everything greatest. Like, this is ridiculous. And it's a false Christianity because you're married to this world and you want it so bad. You don't even want to leave it. You say you do and you say that you have this, but it's, it, it's, it's nothing because it's full of selfish ambitions, desires, misconceptions. You've become stale with your Christianity. You've lost it. Lost salvation? No, you, you never had it. You can't lose your salvation. You never had it in the first place. You never wanted it. You're rejecting it. But it is. This is a cult. Now I'm going to get accused of saying and being dogmatic about it and saying that every single person that has a normal job and lives in a normal American life and decides to be a patriot is not going to heaven. Of course, that's what I'm going to be accused of. Even though in the beginning I completely said that no that's not my point but my point here is exactly what the apostle said tomorrow i have even a, i'll work on another podcast of todd friel from wretched with the what if galatians were written today 
We'll do that one tomorrow. That one is great. Todd did a great job on that one. And it's so true. Because you get labeled as a hate preacher. You get labeled that you're choosing, you know, that, that you're you're deciding people's salvation and judgment. You get all of these same things for just simply speaking biblical truth and being able to point this out. You want me to point where it's biblical heresy to say that Jesus can't do anything? I don't have time in this podcast. Because literally the whole Bible... I could make a case pretty much for any 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 verse, any passage in there to say that that's ridiculous. So they've got a couple, like another minute or so left to this, and then we'll wrap it up. That it was because he was in sin. Well, that's like Johnny, was, Johnny Erickson Tata, right? Johnny Erickson Tata, paraplegic. Yeah. She she went to a, a charismatic word of faith church like that, and that's yeah. what they told her. And it's like that's the kind of things that they're hearing. And you see people that are crippled, or you know, that have these these deformities that they they can't move, and yet they think if I just had the, the faith power, right. then it's, I could walk. It's really damaging it's in an immediate way and in an eternal oh, way yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. And just that passage, just to deal with kind of the issue there of the text saying Jesus could do no mighty work there. That actual Greek phrase appears elsewhere in the New Testament too, and it has different usages depending upon its context. So it doesn't always mean did not have the ability, right, or, or right. could not do, right? It's it's actually pertaining to someone like, I will not do this, mm. right. right? So in the parable of the wedding feast that Jesus tells in yeah. Luke chapter 14, um, the man who's unwilling to offer bread in Luke uh, chapter 11, verse 7. Mm. So these are examples of this it, very he wasn't thing. being He wasn't being physically restrained from right. offering bread. He was yeah. He's not unwilling. Saying, he's like, Jesus, oh, I got, I got married. I can't come right now. Right. Uh, um, I don't have the ability. No, you right. will not. Right. That's right. the point, is that Jesus in that passage was intentionally withholding his miracle, his miraculous power because of their unbelief. Yeah. So that was the end of that little clip there, just to finish it out. Um, but the statements that they made in there, it's true. We're afraid to call this out. We're afraid to say something about this because, it, because of the reaction that comes from people. But not being afraid is is or being afraid is not caring and and if you're responsible for being a shepherd and being and warning people about these things you you have to be clear i mean it's not that you want to go after anybody it's that you just want to have them seriously understand that no no no, no you're going in a dangerous direction and most, and it's a definitely a direction that cannot save you, and it gives you a false Christianity. There's there's a common misconception that we don't even preach in the church much, and there's and there's got to be reason for it because we we have biblical evidence of false Christians. We can people that confess with their lips. But their hearts are far from him. And you can make this case. This is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Well, that applies to today. So there's these people that are going to believe well-intentioned that they're good. I'm good to go. I know Jesus. You can't tell me. You don't know. You don't know my life story. 
You don't know my personal situation because this is all about me. And Jesus only died for me on the cross and nobody else ever in the world. Just me. And this changed my life and saved my mother and now I'm off drugs. So you can't tell me anything. I'm just going to go ahead and live my life the way that I want to live it and pretend that I have this Christ that I believe that's all-inclusive, that allows me to just be living prosperous without... I mean, that's it's just... It's, it's false. Your heart is is something that you need to check. You need to check it. If this is if this is something that you believe and you follow, ca- we caution you. That's all that they were doing. It is in love. It's sad. It's sad to see this because we go and see the amount of people that's in the churches, that's on their social media, and the the stories that people have, the comments. I don't mean to snicker at these stories. Praise God that you're off drugs. Praise God that, you know, your mom, whatever. Praise God for all of those things. But it wasn't a but church again, that did it. But it wasn't a church that did it. Exactly. It was, it, it, that has nothing to do with it. And God would not lead you to a false Christ in order to meet him. So you don't need this church maybe this is a direction that you were supposed to go maybe this is where god led you to him but he's not going to keep you in this church he's not going to leave you in this church he's going to either convict you when you're in it you've never heard this before maybe this is news to you maybe you're like wow why would somebody be yelling at him he seems to be doing being so nice and sometimes he's right now first of all he has a very, very good seminary education, and he is very, very intelligent. He knows exactly what the heck he's doing. Speaking of Stephen Furtick yes, of speaking, Elevation. Uh, yeah. Of Elevation, yes. He knows exactly what he's doing. John MacArthur called him unqualified, I think, which in context, MacArthur was right. But I think the statement's a little misleading because he's he's very qualified. And he's a very good public speaker. It's what people nowadays want to hear. Those things should be alarming. And if you want to be a motivational speaker and an author and make your money, that fantastic. But you're trying to slap Jesus onto it, call yourself a pastor, and lead people straight to hell. That's what's happening. I mean, you understand that this guy has has been with Joel Olstein, Joyce Meyer. I mean, it it doesn't stop. T.D. Jakes is his homeboy. That's who he's trying to be. And, you know, and just before Preachers on Sneakers, it was before we started this, Preachers on Sneakers had him on there in a $300 Gucci hat. And he's on there a lot for sneakers, but $300 Gucci hat. He brags from the pulpit about his money and his things. And I don't know how y'all even don't see that or how people don't see that. Because he does. He stands up there and boasts because it's in a funny, relative way. Because he's telling you a personal story about his personal life. So all of a sudden you've let your guard down. And you've let the, the, now you're listening to the world. So now you're like, okay, 
This is fun. Oh, he was just telling a story about his his house. This is has nothing to do with the sermon. How many thousands of square feet yeah. house? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not I mean, far another... down from the road from where we used to live. Yeah, I remember. That's but another story. That's the other part of it, though. So this is your pastor mm-hmm. preaching to you. Mm-hmm. But oh, he's he's just one of the guys. He's just telling us stuff. I yeah. mean, come on, we all got stuff we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, no. No, 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 no. Because at no point there did the one teaching you the word, were they ever supposed to be like, hey, I'm important. Pay attention to me. No, no. It's called humility. And it's pretty much Paul is like, hey, it doesn't matter who we are. Who's a Paul? Who's Apollos? We're nobody, nothing. It doesn't matter. But that's not what you hear. And that's not what you pay attention to. And it's dangerous. Well, and the real crazy thing when it comes to we, again, can speak of Elevation Church in Furtick because of personal experience with living in the sure. area, going to the church. Sure, knowing we people even know people churches. that go there. And that was my point is the other point that and we pray for them. The other point that's really huge in this, and it's not just Elevation you see this with, you really say, see this in any of these big name ones that are doing the same thing that Furtick is. But the people that go go to this church will fight tooth and nail they will do anything to stand up and protect their pastor he is celebrity status to them it is all about him i i mean he's a rock star and they are all a bunch of groupies doing whatever it takes regardless of scriptural anything yeah they'll stand on it and it's like a cult it really is. It, I mean, when you try to talk to these people, you know, like we've had friends, and when you try to talk to them, be like, hey, but look, he just said this. Let's look at this. Like, scripturally, he's, these things don't add up. They, people will flip. They will go from being normal, rational human beings to being just psychotic. So what's changed from that, from politics? Absolutely nothing. See? Exactly. That's my exact I know, point with this. I know. This is the same cult that we're dealing with. It here. is. No, it is. And people don't realize it. Right? Because people you can have like, it. you, like, I'm trying to think of how to say this without naming them and our family specifically, but you have people who are the churchiest, you know, I mean, they, they look right, they do all the things until some kind of political thing happens and then we're slanderous, we're vile, we're disgusting, we're hateful, we're all of these things. And it's and it's a stereotype, whoa, 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 but whoa, it's whoa. always a stereotype too yeah. of it. But it's, this has been, that's what, <clears throat> that's what makes it alarming is because there's a stereotype behind it. Yeah. So you don't, that you don't find that weird that you you fit in this box now of people that act like this that defend this man mm-hmm. that you this idol that you've raised up not only have you done this in the evangelical church but you've done this in the world in politics yep this god this christ that you're looking for is neither <laughs> like it's not and he's mm-hmm. not hard to find but you're building this one of your own that's just, it's false. And it has nothing to do with the cares and affairs of this world. Well, like we've been saying, people want a get out of hell free card. 
but without the conviction of having to leave this world and to face the persecution and the loss of relationships and all the other things that are going to come from that. Mm-hmm. So we give you this Christianity that doesn't deal with what repentance is. It doesn't deal with conviction. It doesn't deal with the living set apart completely from this world, living as a citizen of heaven. But we slap Jesus stickers on it so you can feel good. You mm-hmm. can feel like you're going to walk in with your name on that list. And then you're going to get to the door, though. And we know scripturally that Jesus is going to be standing there with the guest list and you're not on it. He goes, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, and, and we have to think, and especially this is where I'm going to completely split off from apology again because this is where we, we sprout off doctrinally completely. But for us, that is, there's no, there's no, the second coming is after the tribulation period. So there's no second chance for somebody that's not on the list. Like if you're not on the list when Christ comes back the second time, like that's it. Like, you understand that. So this whole <clears throat> time and period where you act, the things that you do on this earth matters. The In the parables that Christ gave, he went away on a long journey. When he comes back, what's he going to find? You making excuses because that you think that this is the way that he would deal with things when he's already clearly instructed you how he deals with things. I don't want to get accused of, you know, having a good argument but not making a biblical case for it. But it's, it's again, it's, it's difficult to talk in this because I tell you to go to any New Testament epistle, any letter, preferably go to Romans. First couple chapters of Romans are great. Go to Corinthians. Any single letter, Paul, go or go to Peter's letters. Go to Jude's letter. John's. James. There's your biblical case for it. And Read all, all of them. them. Read all of them. You want me to give you a verse? I'm not going to. Read all of them it's and read all of them in context. They apply literally to the church today. Not all of them. Let's use common sense here, people. Common sense. We know how to interpret these things culturally by historical context. But there's very, very little things that don't directly apply. But it's funny because the things that don't directly apply are the people, the things that people just rush after. They go, yeah, we want that. Head coverings. Boom. Sorry, guys. For I know we have a lot of people. I don't mean to. But that's the okay. perfect example. So, but that's an example that I have now. But let me defend because I know that we have a lot of people that do wear head coverings that listen to us. And I do not want to offend you. Because if you decide that you – I think that there's a good biblical argument, not using Corinthians, but I think there's a good biblical argument for a woman wearing a head covering. I do. I do. I think – it's respectable. I think it's it's awesome if that you want to do it, but let's face it. The problem is is in the legalism of it. The people that say that you need to, you have to, that are taking something in Corinthians that is culturally appropriate and had nothing to do with an actual covering. 
Because again, you read a little bit later, and he's talking about being obsessed with fancy hairstyles. And we can argue that one all day long. We're not going to because general, no matter what your viewpoint is, a general theological understanding of this, even if you go to your most basic study Bible, will point this out to you and you will go, oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's 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 real simple. But if you decide okay, I'm just saying you can't use Corinthians to be legalistic. However, the head covering thing, so I, I wanted to clarify that because like I said, I know we have people that yeah, listen. If you feel convicted, you want to do I love you guys and I think it's, it. I don't make fun of the people that do. I think it's I think the people that that wear head coverings that I think like I said that's very respectable. And I don't want to sound ignorant of it. Okay, but I'm just saying the legalism part of it is one thing that people take out of that that's one thing that that us christians get but those are the things that people just tend to just flock after not everybody but that's the look at the huge movements that have been built off of the things that are not necessarily cultural where do you think that we got this exception for homosexuality where do you think that we got all of this well, because what Paul was talking about was not culturally appropriate or correct towards today. He wasn't He wasn't saying that. He was talking about them and their culture. Of course. And in Rome, it was weird because they had she-males. And so that's what he's talking. Like they had like more feminine type men and whatever. Look, that's how you get that. That's how you get the Queen James Bible. Is by twisting, so you can't, you can't, you you, you have to know exactly what the context is, the history behind it, what it is saying in full context, and how to to marry and harmonize that with the rest of scripture in totality, not just one, not just one, one thing. So I went off a little bit there, but, um, you know. These these things are all over in the New Testament letters. So if you want my biblical case for it, it is right there. It's not for me. I'm just telling you what every single one of those books talks about. And this is it. And these two huge false Christs that have been built off of these two things that they just kind of are going together. I'm telling you, this is, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat, but this is our, this is our downfall. This is it. This is the, this is the church falling away in, in totality, the way that, that this is going down as it continues. So stay tuned. Again, I, I, I this came across very, very dogmatic, but the Bible is dogmatic in ways, if if that's the game that you want to play with it. Because it's not, I'm, I'm not making these things absolutes. I think John says things extremely absolute in 1 John. They do not know him. Well, you, Mr. Apostle John, who gave you the authority to say that? 
Well, I, what the Lord said. I'm just repeating what the Lord said. In what the Lord spoke throughout all of his inspired word. Not just your verses that you like to twist out of context. So, even though this was more harsh, it's serious. And I hope people are convicted. I hope people do get angry. Because if I'm not angering you by talking biblical truth, then I'm not even speaking biblical truth. If I'm not absolutely cutting this divide between these two things, then I'm not doing my job. We were just watching a thing. You're right. There's um, People have a, a very, very wrong misconception about division. They say, don't cause division. God's word causes division. <laughs> I'm not. Just by speaking it, it automatically divides. So that's why I don't, I, I don't really care if you're upset. I care more about souls than I care about snowflakes, honestly. <laughs> 